The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Tuesday of Yahoo ADP week here on Fantasy NBA Today. The rumbling continues. I don't know how far we're going to go. Top 100? Top 125 over the course of the week? Doesn't matter. At some point, we're going to lose track. Dan DeBasperis, the great ball with Neil at my side. Neil Rochelani. Uh, happy Tuesday to you, Neil. Happy Tuesday, Dan. Yeah, how you, you doing? Like, you sound like you're ailment free. I'm ailment free. Can you believe it? Don't jump the gun. Wednesday is ailment day. So oh, I still... that's right. This is, uh, yeah, ailment eve. Sorry. I, I still have a good solid 24 <laughs> hours to develop my next issue. There's plenty of time for that. Knowing the, the, the fragility of my lower intestinal system, anything can happen between now and Wednesday morning. Uh, how's your week going, man? I, I'm... Maybe I'm just excited because we're five weeks from opening day today. I know. it's uh, The offseason's been long, but now it's speeding up, and it's great. I, I got my first real draft in two weeks. Um, I haven't fully prepared yet, so I've got to get on the ball. So this should help me today, Ooh. learning from your, uh, your thoughts on the top, uh, I guess, 50. Where are we, 26 we're plus? 26 to 50. Yeah, 26 yeah. to 50 today. So don't listen. I heard what you did there. You're trying to sell yourself short again. You are yeah. on this show because people want to hear our thoughts, not mine. Uh, plus, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk for an hour every day. That's the other, that's the other <laughs> reason. So your draft is on October 1st. That's relatively early, but not crazy. Yeah, no, it's actually um, uh, two weeks from yesterday. Oh, so uh, last day of September. Last day of September. That's yeah. good. Close out the month with a fantasy draft. I kind of like that, actually. You know what? Before we even dive into the the twenty six to fifty range. What do you think the merits are to having a draft on September 30th? I feel like you're able to beat some of the late ADP shifts there, but you are late enough in the process where now, you know, we know Boogie Cousins is out for the year. So at least you dodge that bullet by not going too early. I don't know what the perfect time is. I think I'm a fan of drafting right before the season starts, though. Yeah, I would prefer to draft right before the season starts. I guess the one advantage that I'm trying to figure out is, um, or that comes to mind is, uh, you know, stuff, if you read a lot of stuff and you follow teams, you can kind of get a sense before the preseason starts or where they might be going. So you don't have to rely on preseason games as much as maybe other people who are more casual fans. So I guess it gives you a bit of an edge there if you're more in, in, in the tune with that. Uh, other than that, I really don't know because <clears throat> I, I tend to avoid, you know, injured players. So of course. Yes, I mean like like Paul George, for example. I'm not going to take him at all. Um, but you know, if uh, th there's so much time between then and when the season starts, I don't know what the news is going to be. So then it becomes stuff like that. The uncertainty is just too high. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I'm curious to see how it's going to play out with an early draft. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I I like the I like to eliminate the uncertainty. I know you do miss out on some of those potential big swings of value late in the process or by going later in the process, but I'm sort of okay with that because like you, I'm more afraid of the things that can derail me than I am excited by the things that can kind of uh, buoy my team a little bit. So I feel like there's more to lose than there is to gain in those spots. But anyway, 
Uh, this is Fantasy NBA Today. I already mentioned that. At Dan Bespris is my Twitter handle. D-A-N-B. I'll do it the military style. I did this last year. I feel like people thought it was uh, fun or funny because if you know me, you know that I wouldn't last four days in any sort of military or, frankly, anything that requires movement of my body in any way. Uh, D-A-N. That's the easy part. Dan. Bravo, Echo, Sierra, Bravo, Romeo, India, Sierra. That was a, I had to look all of those up. Uh, at Ball with Neil, B-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-N-E-I-L. That's your Twitter handle. Follow the two of us. At Hoopball Fantasy is, of course, the uh, Twitter handle of our benevolent overlords here, Hoopball, hoop-ball.com. And all Hoopball podcasts are brought to you by our good buddies at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. HawaiianIsles.com is the website. Hawaiian I-S-L-E-S. Check them out immediately. Get that sweet nine-pack deal I was talking about uh, on yesterday's show. Or you can get them individually on Amazon. Search for Hawaiian Isles. It'll pop up. They have an Amazon preferred. I believe it's Amazon's Choice. They got the Amazon's Choice logo on some of their goodies over there. Um, Tons of different roasts, tons of different types. They have the K-Cups as well. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Neil, uh, you want me to fake a, a fake coin for odd or even as we go through these ADPs? Please. All right, call it in the air. The coin is up. Neil, call it. Heads. It's heads. You get to choose. Do you want to go first or do you want it? You want it uh, I guess first would be evens today. So do you want evens or odds? I'll go evens. All right, kick us off. All Where right. are we? Uh, number 26 in Yahoo, uh, officially 27.5. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, the, uh, the star of the seventh place USA team. Oh, I feel like that's a cheap shot at coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheap shot at, at Donovan Mitchell in the USA basketball, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dan, twenty six. Ah, name hype. Way too much hype for Donovan Mitchell. I don't know why he continues to get uh, this much fantasy love. Last year, fifty sixth over. Uh, is this totals or per games? I'm not sure, but 56th on 77 games. Um, the turnovers are still going to be pretty high, I think, this year. Um, field goal percent is not going to be great. Um, we'll see what he can do um, in the other categories to get better, but I don't I don't see it. It has to be uh, field goal percent, right? It Doesn't it have to be field goal percent? Because the other stuff probably isn't changing very much. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I mean, I assume it gets better, but I think he's going to continue to take a lot of difficult shots. I don't, I don't see him be ever becoming like a Drew Holiday type shooter. So I think, no. I think 45, 46 might be his, his cap this year. And I don't see that getting him into the top 40. Yeah. So. Yahoo's gotten really aggressive with guards early in drafts. And Donovan, this is, there, there are multiple old uh, idioms that this, Donovan Mitchell makes me think of um, the one. I think the the most pertinent one is fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Um, now, to be fair, we weren't fooled last year. You know, you and I both looked at him. And we were like, well, you know, how how does a guy who's not shooting the ball? Well, how does that guy make the leap into the top 20? And everybody was like, he's going, baby. Mega, mega leap. And and I, I think you and I were probably the the curmudgeonly ones on that one. But we got that one right, to our credit. You know, we are going to miss on some hype guys that take the big leap. But we're going to hit on a higher percentage of hype guys that don't. And Donovan was that guy. I'm a little bit surprised, Neil, that he hasn't taken more of a, of a hype hit 
considering last year wasn't a great season based on at least based on expectations. You know, I was like 24 points, 24, four and four is a solid year. Good steals numbers, uh, good three pointers numbers. That that stuff is all there. But based on the fact that he was going in the in the early 20s last year or earlier and 44 was total. You said 57, I think, was per game. I mean, that's way back from where people drafted him. And yet here we are a year later and he's only getting drafted like five slots later. That to me is it's still way too early. I like Donovan Mitchell, but I would like him two rounds later and he's not coming that far. Um, DeAndre Ayton. We'll just keep this freight train going because we got to get through 25 today. So we'll we'll have to go in an okay clip. And if you have any additional questions out there in Twitter land or listener land or whatever, we gave you our Twitter handles already at Dan Vespers at Ball with Neil. Hit us up. We like talking about this stuff. This is the fun stuff. Uh, DeAndre Aiden's ADP is 28, even though he is technically the 27th player listed, and he feels like a pretty safe guy in this range for me. I don't know that there's a colossal amount of upside, but there's also almost no way that the floor comes out from underneath him. I don't care that Aaron Baines is around. He's just a nice, solid center. 33 was the per game last year. Played 71 games. Should be pretty close to that again this season. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm, I think he's a second-round pick, and so he falls to the third. Well, I know you were ter- talking about not doing uh, rounds, just doing numbers, uh, as I was listening to you earlier. But, um, yeah, I think 20, 27th, I think this is where he should go. Like you said, there's not much upside, but he's a very safe, I think, 25 to 30-ranked player yeah. by the end of the season. So I think it's fine. We I just, like this I, I got to get him through 75 games. I'd like to see him play 75 games this year. That would be the goal, and that would be – a uh, perfectly reasonable spot for him to be taken and end up. Not a ton, I think, that we need to talk about, DeAndre, so I'll flip it back to you for an even number here. Uh, this is a fun one you got coming up. This is a very fun one. Uh, 28.1, the 28th pick, uh, Mitchell Robinson, the New York Knickerbockers. Um, gosh, I, I do love his upside, and I love watching him play, but um, this would be too early for me. It's too risky. I am definitely a risk avoider in the first three rounds. I'm not going to end up with him, but this is a very reasonable place to take him. Um, he could finish in the top 20, potentially. Um, I think he could also finish outside the top 40, so I would not take him at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, 28.1, um, 28th pick guy overall. This is pretty early in the third round. I certainly wouldn't go any earlier than this. Um, this is, I think, probably the upper limit so i'm 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 gonna put my foot down on this and say if you take him before 28 you've sort of wiped out what you can do with him uh and then every spot he falls after this and i think it happens pretty abruptly neil and maybe you agree maybe you disagree i'd like to hear your thoughts on this one as well i think mitchell robinson is one of those guys where basically every single pick not even round at this point like if he falls to 30 that's a big deal if he falls to 33 that's a huge deal. And if he falls to the fourth round, that's a monster. That's a monster situation. Because at that point, you have to take him, like, immediately. Because the upside is just too great. But, I mean, I, I have to counterbalance this argument. At 28, you're spending an awful lot when there are a bunch of guys that are on the board behind him where you're like, I'm confident this guy's going to be a third-round pick. The Mitchell Robinson pick is the one you make if... You're feeling saucy if you're going to go safe in rounds one, two, four, and five. 
uh, and you feel like you want to go for a little upside there. So I, I feel like there's sort of two sides to it, but how do you feel about the notion that he's a guy that he could fall like three picks and he becomes far more relevant? Yeah, well... Or maybe it doesn't uh, matter to you. Please feel free to disagree. Disagreeing yeah, is no, better radio. Doesn't, no, it really doesn't... Well, what I would like, I just see him play another year before I really get confident about him. Um, you know, just 21 minutes last year. I don't know what his sort of high game mark was um, in terms of minutes and how many times he did that. But if we're counting him to play 26 to 28 minutes a game, um, I like to see it before I really believe in his value. So I am a little hesitant. And because of that, because, you know, uh, he's a new player, he hasn't played many minutes, he has a tendency maybe to play great in terms of uh, at the defensive end, but not so great at the offensive end. I'm not sure what, what it's going to look like. Um, so here, I'll throw a few numbers at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm kind of like stumbling. Go ahead. 20, 20 and a half minutes yes. per game on the season last year. He was number 47 in nine cat. So he's a top 50 in 20 minutes a game. In 25 minutes a game, he was number 14 in nine cat. That was the last two months of the year. Uh, and then the last month was a grab, a weird grab bag where he missed a bunch of free throws and had some, that's not much of a sample size. It was only like 12 games. So I don't know that we can necessarily throw that one in, but what we did see was for a two month stretch, he averaged 25 minutes a game and he was a top 20 guy. There's a three-month stretch where he was playing 23 minutes a game, and he was number 25. So it goes up fast with him, right? Okay. When he was at 20 minutes, he was top 50. 23 minutes, he was top 30. 25 minutes, he was top 20. So I, I, to me, I only need 25 minutes out of him. And that gets him around. That gets him to basically where this pick is. And that's all I think he's playing because he's on a team with nine other centers and power forwards uh, and no guards. So maybe they'll just run a point Mitchell Robinson this year and, and that'll solve all their <laughs> problems. Um, I'm taking him if he gets past the middle of the third round. I, I'm, I would I would make that. I would make that move, but I'm not doing it at the beginning of the third round when they're because right now we're still I think in my estimation, this is still beginning of third round. This is. What the heck did we say here? This is 28? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's there's too many guys behind him that are more trustworthy at this point. But after three or four of those guys come off the board, he's a guy I would take over the rest of those dudes. So, uh, like, for instance, and, and I'm going to go out of order here for just a second, but then we'll get back in line. Uh, John Collins, pretty safe guy, especially if his defensive stats come back. Draymond Green, Otto Porter, Pascal Siakam, Rob Covington. Uh, probably doesn't make the cut. I mean, how many guys is that? Three, four guys. Where after that, I'm thinking, hell yeah, I'll take the I'll take the upside play. So it's not, it's really close for me at 28, but it's not quite there. I need it to be like 31 or 32. So that's why I would guess rather, I was saying every one of those picks make a big difference for me. Would you rather have Capella or Robinson? I think I'd rather go Robinson this year. Okay. Um. And I feel like I could potentially get them both. <laughs> I want, I've been shooting the moon here because Clint has an ADP of 47, which is stupid high. Um, whose turn is it? Is it mine? Yeah, Chris Paul, 29.4, the 29th ranked guy. Wasn't his ADP higher two weeks ago? Wasn't he in the 30s? It doesn't matter. He's falling like a stone. I love Chris Paul in the third round, and I will take him if he gets to me in the third pretty much every single time in Roto. 
Yeah, this is where I get a little bit. Uh, I'd have to break a rule where I try not to make him do a bonehead thing in the first three rounds. But um, do it, Neil. Bonehead it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I might have to do it. It's it's he's so tempting to take. Like you said, there aren't a lot of players after him who had one in front of Chris Paul. This is where it would help to be drafting closer to the reality start date of the NBA season. Because mm-hmm. yeah. what if news comes out that's just totally whack? That's like so. Chris Paul tried to put on a pair of corduroys that were too tight, and he ripped a hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that would be a good reason not to draft him. Chris Paul sidelined by a pants malfunction. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing about Chris Paul, and, and I would almost make the same argument about Mitchell Robinson, is how many guys left on the board have ever spent more than, like, two weeks as a first-round value? How many of these guys that are left on the board have ever been a first-round guy in their NBA career? Kevin Love? Kevin Love uh, is one, is probably the only one. Chris Stops for like a month and a half fell in there. You know, there's very limited number. Chris Paul was a first-round guy for a decade. Yeah. So we've seen him do it. So you and I are in agreement on this one. If he gets to us in the third, you got it. It's been Roto, certainly more than head-to-head. But in Roto, if you just milk 60-something games out of him as a third-round pick, you you clear your number. Yeah, I'm assuming he's going to want to play and play hard. Um but there's been no news out there, and, and that's my only worry. You know, what if he does, like, demand a trade or does something that we have no idea coming? I think he kind of um, wants to just run a team. Oh, he wants to run everything, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think, I mean, he's got a coach there that maybe will let him do it, so maybe yeah. he'll be so happy. I think Chris Paul's car, you know how cars have those home link buttons on the rearview mirror? <laughs> I think that the three buttons on Chris Paul's, uh, cars home link are like turns on the lights at the Oklahoma City arena and unlocks the locker room for all the other players. He, everything that he does is in control of everybody. Else. One of them is just like turns on Sam Presti's alarm clock. Uh, <laughs> you got all the fun ones. I'm I'm I now I know why you picked even numbers. So who's number thirty? Number thirty, uh, rookie Zion Williamson. Zion, the safest rookie in recorded history. The safest rookie in recorded. Um, besides, oh boy, besides Zion Williamson, very mixed feelings. I like him a lot as a player. I think he's going to have a great career in the NBA. I'm worried his first year will be a little bit of a learning curve, so I would not take him this early. Yeah, I think he's going to have a turnover problem in addition to a free throw problem. He feels like a much. You're more of an eight cat guy, Neil. Would you take a chance on him in eight cat instead of nine? No, I don't think I'm going to take him in the first three rounds in the first thirty. Five picks. Yeah, so. I don't think I would either. And I'm a nine cat guy. Uh, he's not. Oh, maybe he would fall to the fourth round. I, I would take him in the fourth, though, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. At that point. At that yeah. point, I can do boneheaded things, Dan. So yeah, <laughs> that's the cutoff. <laughs> it's just, let's get boneheaded. Uh, John Collins, not a not a boneheaded thing. His ADP is thirty one point three. I officially have lost track. Are we we at number thirty one right now? We I are. Think so. Uh, so his ADP matches his actual his actual rank. Uh, there's a little bit of risk here because his defensive stats evaporated completely last year, but everything else was so juicy. So if the defensive stats come back at all, then you've got yourself an absolute stud muffin on the court. Um, he was number 49 with no defensive stats. And that, to me, felt like an aberration. So I, I would take a chance on him late in the third round. I got no problem with this pick. Yeah, I like John Collins in the third round as well. So I think it's a solid pick. I think, like you said, his defensive stats will come back up. Uh, this team's getting better. I think he's a big part of that. 
So yeah, hopefully his health will be fine. There are uh, them. It's, right, a, it's right. a high floor. It's a high floor. Some upside guy that I feel like you and I, Neil, both. That's like our favorite description of guys. They're where they, you can't bonehead it, and they could even be better than what they turned out to be. Yeah, although we're gonna disagree on number uh, thirty-two because I actually like this guy. Oh, uh, you're gonna get boneheaded, are you? I am, Kristaps Porzingis. I love his. Uh, I think last year his rest was way more than he needed. I think he's gonna be completely fine this year. I know they're not gonna push him. Uh, I agree with you that he may not play. A ton of games, so uh, head-to-head, perhaps I don't do it because of the shutdown for the playoffs, uh, fantasy playoffs at least. Um, but Roto, I'm okay with this pick at 32. Um, I'm not going to crush you for it. I mean, I feel like he's sort of the poor iteration of what we just argued on Chris Paul, a guy who's going to miss some games. I think we've already heard they're going to they're gonna have some load management stuff for him. So what's your target for Chris Stops? Like 68 games this year? 70? I don't think he gets oh, to 70. Oh, no, it's probably like 64 or 65. Yeah. yeah, so what you're hoping for like a second round per game for 65 games gets you about a third round overall? Yeah, maybe there's some more upside. Let's see how he, he uh, meshes with uh, Luca. So, Well, he does have an interesting fantasy game. That's for damn sure. I, I'm, I don't think I'm doing this one. Uh, although the, uh, the argument for him is almost the same as the argument for Chris Paul, which is... If you've been, if you've gone no, you know, hashtag no bonehead for the first two rounds and you're going to go hashtag no bonehead in the fourth round after, then you can do a little bonehead in the third round. So get a little silly. There are some, the third round is a weird one. We've talked about this before. You can, you can get pretty crazy in this one and go big game hunting. I just don't think you should do it in multiple early rounds certainly not i mean if you get risky in the third round i hope you were very safe in the first second and then potentially even the fourth as well i am i mean i'll give you this i'd rather have porzingis than the uh the guy behind him who i guess it's my turn now is De'Aaron fox everybody has anointed De'Aaron fox the next king of the fantasy point guardery i i think he's going to be far better in eight cat than he is in nine cat with the turnover stuff and I, he hasn't proven to me that his free throws can go in. So, uh, I mean, I you know he was number sixty eight in nine cat on a per game basis. He played eighty one games, which is obviously a big reason why his total value is much higher than that. Uh, but we're looking for a massive free throw jump, I think, and that's something that I I I can't bank on. How do you feel about De'Aaron Fox? I'm a little bit yeah, down no, on him. I was going to say I love him again, but this is way too early. Um, I think I'm thinking. Maybe um, I probably won't get him because I'm thinking like, he's a fifth round guy. So man, Yahoo got so aggressive with point guards. So yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. I wonder why they would. Well, you're saying that perhaps later down the road there aren't as many. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's the dearth of point guards as you move through the draft that everybody is drafting them early, and so it's been sort of this. It's like a positive feedback loop almost. You hear that there's no point guards. People start taking them early. Then they move up the board, and then people have to take them even earlier, and they move farther up the board. Uh, and then at a certain point, there's, they've just totally priced themselves out. I have completely lost track of what actual number we're at, but I know we're at ADP number 35. Neil, back to you. Even-numbered man, even though 35 even is odd. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 34. Oh, okay. Uh, Draymond Green. Thank you for keeping With, track of the real number. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Draymond Green, I look for a very solid year. I think he could finish with second-round value. Um, third round, though, I think is almost guaranteed unless he gets injured. So I like this pick a lot. I do, too. 
he's a no but he's a no bonehead third round pick uh and he may fall past that actually i've seen him go in the fourth pretty often in uh in draft so far this year so i'm good with taking him here and i'm good with taking him if he loops back around to you since if you're in a 12 team league and you got pick 34 that means you've also got 39 am i getting that right i, I believe so yep. yeah 34 39 might make it back to you so if you want to you know, roll the dice a little bit on that one. Hey, I want to remind everybody listening before we get to the next guy on the list, who's a Dan Vesper special to be sure. Um, we sent out a, a mass email to everybody that subscribes to the HoopBall mailing list. If you have an account at HoopBall, you probably got it. If you didn't get it, feel free to let us know. That's not actually the PSA. The PSA is we're running a contest at HoopBall Fantasy where the drawing happens tomorrow on Wednesday. Everybody that retweets... One tweet sent out from the HoopBall Fantasy account, one specific one that was sent out last Wednesday. But if you got the email, there's a link to that tweet right there. So you can just click into it, hit the retweet button. Uh, there's something like 77 or 80 of uh, retweets so far. We're going to be doing a drawing, and one of those people is going to take home a free draft guide tomorrow on Wednesday. So absolutely, positively, check that out. It takes no effort at all to participate in the contest. You retweet, you follow HoopBall Fantasy uh, and then you could potentially win a draft guide. And the draft guide is on sale until Sunday as well. So if you don't win it, these are your last few days to actually get it at its current price of $15.99. Otto Porter Jr., ADP of 35.4. I believe if I'm running my numbers here with Neil Wright, this is actually pick number 35 on the board. Um, he's going later than this in every single draft I've done. He is a zero buzz. He is a zero bonehead guy. I would take him starting probably five picks earlier than this, and then anywhere he goes beyond that is just gravy for me. I think he's going to be inside the top 30 this season, and I don't think it's going to be that close, honestly. I love this I love this kid's game. I'm totally with you. Um, in Chicago now, he's going to have a much more uh, higher, or higher usage rate. I think he's going to do everything now, not just all the great stats that make him a damn Vespers guy, but he's going to score as well. <laughs> and uh, percentages are great. Uh, turnovers are low. He's going to get steals. He's going to get blocks. He's going to get assists. He's going to get rebounds. He is going to be, um, I think, easily, I don't want to say second round value, but he's going to knock on that door for sure. Yeah, and he has been before, which is another thing to keep in mind. Uh, even when he was buried in the Washington depth chart for two straight years, he was inside the top 20. Last year with Chicago, he was inside the top 30. Uh, and that is with his field goal percent actually slightly lower than usual. Uh, and, and, and weirdos in front of him that really weren't playing that many games. Um, so I don't know if some of those guys necessarily hold on to that mark. Kevin Durant, Paul, uh, obviously not there this coming year, so that clears out a rung as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a really easy season for Otto Porter. Should be a fun one. Uh, who's next on the list? We're back to an even number. I don't know, man. You're going you're gonna to have to correct me here because I'm, I'm looking at the ADPs, and those are bouncing all around. Yeah, no, it's 36 on the ADP. Uh, no, it's ADP 36.6, but the pick is 36. It's Pascal Siakam. Um, another buzzy guy, but I don't think this is that high. I think this is okay to take him. I think he finishes somewhere in the 30s, maybe maybe late 30s. So I think this is a very safe pick at this point. Yeah, he feels pretty safe there. I, I, have, I have Pascal fear this season for some reason, and I don't know if I can pinpoint it. Maybe it's just a regression thing. Um Last year, he played in 80 games, and I think, I mean, he was an unbelievable steal. So I, I feel like everything that I say should be should follow the remark that he was probably the best pick 
last year in drafts. I mean, people were getting him in the 130s, 140s, last picks of the draft type of thing. And then uh, he was a top 40 guy who played 80 games. That's that's an unbelievable draft pick. Uh, But I feel like there was the first like two, two and a half months of the season, he was actually better than top 40, and he faded a bit. And I wonder if it was workload or usage or just statistical regression there are some numbers for him that don't feel sustainable. 55%, especially if his volume increases from the field, that doesn't feel sustainable, not while he's taking some jump shots and what have you. Um, he played 32 minutes a game and only averaged 0.9 steals and 0.6 blocks, which is actually relatively low considering his length and athleticism. You would have thought that'd be a little bit higher. He only shot 78.5% at the free throw line, which maybe that gets better this coming season. So that's when one way he could he could move up the board. I just... I feel like if you asked someone what his per-game number was last year, they'd tell you top 25, and it was actually top 40. And when there's guys like that, I get afraid of the buzz. But all of that negativity aside, yeah. I mean, if he's going in the beginning of the fourth round, this is a pretty safe spot for him. He's going to have more of a role this year with Kawhi gone. Uh, Should be a perfectly reasonable season. D'Angelo Russell. D'Lo, another point guard going on the relatively early side. 38.7 is the ADP on D'Lo, who was number 57 on a per-game basis in 9-cat last year, uh, basically running the Brooklyn Nets by himself for three out of the six months. Unless his field goal percent goes way up, I don't see see any way that this dude could actually improve upon last year other than that one. Um, So I don't think I'm going to end up with too many D'Angelo Russell shares either. And I think a lot of people are going to tell me I'm wrong on this one, and maybe I will be, but Neil, this is not the guy that I want to take my risk with. I'd rather take a risk with someone who has a little more upside. Yeah, this has to be his ceiling. I I mean, like you said, last year, 57, I'm seeing on a per-game basis. I don't, uh, and then obviously he's no longer the lead dog. Um, I don't even know how many minutes he'll get. Sure, certainly he'll get 30, around 30 minutes a game, but it's not going to be, um, he's not going to be as ball dominant. I don't, see where his stats improve. I don't think he can become a better shooter. They're going to be shooting a lot of threes out there. So I don't um, I don't see it. I don't see him getting any. Yeah. This is like his best case scenario. I don't even know if he can get this high. Yeah. So I'm not with it. Yep. Take us to our next one, fearless leader. Okay. 38, 38.9 or 39.9. Uh, Robert Covington. Mm. This may be my favorite pick so far of this draft. Oh, man. I knew I liked you, Neil. <laughs> or it's not even the draft, sorry, of the ADP. Um, Robert Covington, I guess it all comes down to whether he can stay healthy. But if he can play anywhere close to 70 games, he should finish in the top uh, 30, I think. Easy. Man, if he goes 70 games, that's an easy 30. People are killing this poor dude for injury history, but it's really not as severe as everybody would make it out to be. Uh, In fact, he played 80 games for Philadelphia the year before this most recent one. And then Minnesota just shut him down because they were terrible and they decided to go into semi-tank mode. I mean, we even saw Cat miss a few games at the end of the year. Rob Covington could have very easily played the last month and a half this season, and they just decided that he didn't need to. This is a guy who was averaging almost three and a half defensive steal uh, stats per game. And for multiple stretches in his career, he's been over that mark. He had a season... Uh, let's see, he was he had a 3.4 with Minnesota 
combined. He was at 3.6 combined with Philly this year. He's had seasons where he's been at 2.9. I mean, he is a defensive monster when he's on the floor, and he doesn't need to do anything on offense to be fantasy relevant. Uh, I am not, especially in Roto, I am not afraid of health issues because there are very few guys you can draft in the 40s that can put up a per-game mark inside the top 20. And he was number 18 last year before he got hurt. He was 18. So give me 65 games or more, and he's well beyond what his value would dictate at this point in the draft. So absolutely, 100% with you on this one. Mike Conley, 41.7 is the ADP. This is the direction I think, Neil, you go if you take a risk in round three. You go back and you go, you know, safety squeeze here with Mike Conley in round four. Very easy point guard. One of the very few point guards we've seen that Yahoo hasn't gotten super aggressive with. I like this pick here. Oh, yeah. He's a great pick here. Um, I would take him earlier, in fact. Uh, I think he's going to have a solid season. I think he can't get much. Unless he gets hurt, I don't think he'll fall any worse than this in terms of his uh, fantasy value. So I love him. I've always loved him as a player. I loved him from afar. I love him as a fantasy player. (laughs) (laughs) How many letters have you written to Mike Conley, Neil? I, I, I have not, but he is my uh, Nico Miritich. Let's just say that. Oh, so you got you got the recreational vehicle parked outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah in I Salt- think I might, I might move to Salt Lake City. I was going to yeah. say suburban Salt Lake City. <laughs> you guys got it parked outside. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, who's ne- who's next? Oh, number, gosh, you now I lost count. I think it's 40. Uh, it, do- it doesn't Bates. matter. Yeah. <laughs> 42.7, uh, officially on the ADP. Uh, Derek Favors. I am maybe one person who is not as high on him as everyone else. Dan, I know you think um, this is a – is this a reasonable value for you? Me, no. I am going to hold off on Derek Favors and not take him because, one, his free throw percentage kind of scares me. I know this doesn't take a lot, but who knows if that changes this year. And, two, I just don't know what's going to really happen in New Orleans. So mm-hmm. I'm going to – I'm okay. You know what? When someone who's like um, – a key player on a team like uh, Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers, you know his stats are going to be basically the same. But when a guy's more of a role player and he goes to a new team, I'm just not sure how it's going to work out, and so I'm going to hold off on favors. Yeah, you will. Uh, you'll be surprised to know that. Um, no, this is a guy that I was targeting when I thought his ADP would be in the 60s and 70s, and then Yahoo came out and, with his with his pre ranks. And his ADP was like 39. So it's actually falling right now, which is a good sign for me because if he makes it to the fifth or sixth round, I probably would take him. But no chance I'm going early fourth with this guy or wherever we're at right now. Late fourth? Mid fourth? I've, I've lost track. Uh, I think it's – we're like mid fourth, right? That's mm-hmm. too that's too early. I thought he would go way later than this. And so at the beginning of the offseason, when Utah let him go uh, to New Orleans and – uh, I thought, oh, sweet. You know, this is a guy that was like 75 last year. Nobody even knew about it. He's going to get drafted near 75 again, and he's going to blow that out of the water. And then the ADP came out, and I just I just wrote that off immediately. Uh, pause button before one of my favorite picks on the board to remind you guys of our partnership with mybookie.ag. Tuesdays, this is the easiest day for me to do this promo, Neil, because you and I are the absolute maximum uh, scary level. Someone please call to make sure these guys are okay. Degenerates on the podcast. We're the, we're the gambling sorts. You and I, we're the gambling sorts. We're going to be betting NBA probably every day this coming season. Neil and I will be doing it at mybookie.ag. Sign up now with promo code TODAY. T-O-D-A-Y is the actual promo code. 
also chrono- chronologically the time you should use it. Uh, and MyBookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Again, it's MyBookie.ag. They got NFL going right now. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football, do it with MyBookie. You can bet games after kickoff. That's live in-game betting. You can also uh, bet on fantasy stats for NFL players, which is kind of cool. Uh, I'm also terrible at that when it comes to NFL, but uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, man, Neil. I'm just counting down the days until we can play some damn wagers on, on NBA games. Five weeks. Five weeks. MyBookie.ag. Again, promo code is TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y. Check them out right now. LaMarcus Aldridge. 42.9 what's uh am i in a am i in a parallel universe where lamarcus aldridge has ever not been a top 30 player what what the hell's happening here i don't know if people are just thinking he drops off because of uh age or something but he still seems very safe to me and i would love to have him in the fourth round yeah give me all the lamarcuses in the fourth round this is this is nonsense there's no reason you should still be on the board. I get it. There's not like a colossal amount of upside, but uh, your upside is he gets back to where he was last year, which is 81 games at a top 25 clip. For goodness sake, people. Whatever. I have nothing more to say on this front. Neil, it's your turn again. <laughs> the people just don't like LaMarcus. Um, uh, Kevin Love coming in at 42nd, I believe where we are now, uh, 43.2 on the ADP. Uh, I think... Yeah, I mean, I would take him in the fourth round. I'd have to. For me, this is the Chris Paul move. Yeah, he's... This is, if Kevin Love falls to the fourth round, I'm taking him. I think he's going to fall to the fifth in a lot of spots. I, I'm yeah. seeing him... This is. I think this is a dropping ADP. He basically didn't play at all last year. When he did, he was bad. Um, he's number 72. I had to scroll way down to figure out where his name was. He averaged 17 and 11 with two and a half three-pointers a game, but he shot 38.5% from the field. I mean, he's due a massive uh, positive regression this year, and if people are afraid of the missed games thing, which they should be, in Roto, uh, the totals are what matters, you know? I mean, this is a guy, we, we just mentioned earlier, Neil, how many guys are available past, like, the top 25 that could legitimately have a first-round run? Kevin Love could be a first-round guy for a month or two if everything went perfectly. It probably won't, but... It could, and there just aren't any other guys, really, where you can say that's the case. So, uh, yeah, I would take him here if I was safe in the first three rounds. I just, you know, I don't, Neil, I don't want to double up on the on the the scary upside plays. I don't think I could take Chris Paul in one round and Kevin Love in the next. I think it would have to be one or the other for me. Oh, I totally agree. Yes, I would not do both of those. That would be... That would be very silly because you could lose your you could lose your league basically by week two. <laughs> that was the case. Yeah, so, lots of uh, <laughs> lots of corduroy malfunctions for these guys. Yeah, I know. So I would not do that. Kevin Love no. stubbed his toe putting on his Crocs, and he's out for three months. <laughs> Chris Paul can't get his can't get his stinking yoga pants on or whatever he wants. Um, whose turn is it? Is it me now? It's you. I can't keep track, man. Why do I do this game where we trade off? Um. DeMar DeRozan, the other San Antonio Spur, 43.9. This is the absolute perfect ADP for the guy who is always number 44. Uh, Neil, I would also like to point out that, yes, his ADP is 43.9, but he's going later than that in every single draft that I've been in. So I don't even think that we need to consider him at 43.9. I think if we talk about DeMar DeRozan, we almost have to talk about him at number 50. Would you take him at 50? Because I would, I think. Oh, yeah, I would take him... 
I might even take him here. I don't think this is, might be, like you said, his, his uh, upside, but it's also his downside. So I think I'm safe with him there. I trust him very much. Um, has the confidence of Popovich. I I don't see any reason why he would fall. So I would I'd pro- I'd like to get him around later, but I would take him here too. Yeah, I think he would fall to you around later. I see a few yeah. other guys. I would almost every name behind him here, not all of them, but most of them between uh, Demar and the end of what we're going to talk about today. I think have more interesting outlooks this year. Uh, and I don't think too many of them are all that unsafe. Um, anyway, I'll kick it back to you for the next one. I think it's your turn, right? Yes. Buddy <laughs> Heald. That's stupid game. I can't keep track. <laughs> I believe Buddy Heald is 44. Uh, so, um, God help us. Am I doing my county rank? 44. Five, six, yes. seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten. Good job, yeah. Neil. Yes, yes. Buddy Hill is 44, 44.3 officially on the ADP. Hey, we caught up to the ADP. Good job. I, um, yeah, I'm okay with this. I think uh, I would like to get him later. I think he's going to, uh, you know, I'm worried about that coaching situation. You got me concerned about that once you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched a lot of <laughs> Lakers games. Once you were like Luke Walton, you didn't know what he was doing in LA. I'm like, oh, God, is he going to screw up Buddy Hill? But, um, maybe. <sighs> Yeah, maybe. But I think this is, again, I think where he ends up. So I think it's fine. Uh, Is there any concern with you? Because we saw Bogdan Bogdanovich go absolutely buck-freaking-wild during these FIBA Euro games. He was sort of a non-factor until three weeks ago. I was just talking to Adrian on Friday. He was like, all of a sudden in all my mock drafts, people are drafting uh, bogey times too. Like he wasn't even getting drafted two weeks ago, and now he's going. Does that eat into any of the Buddy Heald stuff? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I yeah, know, no, man. it could because last year he was kind of sidelined from that team. He uh, didn't really get that much playing time, right? So he played early and then he fell off a cliff. Then he fell off a cliff, and that's where Buddy Hield. I mean, I would think if he comes back to playing more of his minutes that we expected when I drafted him last year, um, mm. it's going to cut into Hield a little bit. I yeah, will, I think that this might be Hield ceiling. It's I will say time. this: Kings are allowed this year in my treehouse. There's enough. There's enough safe fantasy value on that team. I, it's not, I can't cut them all off. Do, do you have a no? Uh, a no. That was two years ago. No. 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 But do you allowed. have a no? A uh, any team allowed yet? Oh, you know, I don't know yet. I gotta go back through them all. I feel like so far I've found someone on every team. Yeah. Hmm. That might be wrong. We gotta get into the season, then I'll realize. Oh yeah, this one's the one. Uh, Lowry Markinen, uh, ADP of forty-five point eight. When he was healthy last year, he was number 41. He was this good. You know, he's like a healthy iteration of Kevin Love's fantasy line. So, but he wasn't healthy all year. I, I, I'm, I'm, Laurie Markin is one of the very few guys that we'll talk about here in this top 50 where I am not feeling particularly polarized in either direction. I think I would take him at the end of the fourth round. I just don't feel like, his stat set is one that's as unique as it used to be. Like, if he came around three years ago, he'd have been a near unicorn, and now it's just like, oh, good, another big man who shoots the three ball. I do like his free throw percent, though. I don't know, man. I think I'd go another way at this point. But ah, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm losing it's track a of this It's a one round too early for me. Um, it's just not a I guy I like that much. I don't like his game that much. Oh, well... You got to move to Chicago. You would love him. Um, <laughs> he's uh, no. He, he. I like watching him play. I just. It's the injury risk that keeps me away. Hmm. Uh, he hasn't had a full season yet, so 
you need to, in my opinion, you need to have a particular build going into this spot where you need rebounds and threes. And that's a weird thing to hit in the late fourth round, early fifth. You're like, ah, oh, crap, I'm lo- I'm low on rebounds and threes. Thank goodness, here's Lowry Markinen. I don't know. I just to me, he fills a weird need on a fantasy team. But maybe he maybe he improves and maybe he eclipses that mark. I, I don't know. I just I. Like, listen, we got a couple of guys come up here that we're still going to talk about today that are more interesting. Uh, in a head-to-head battle, I'd probably rather have the next guy, but it's your turn, so I'm not going to say his name. Yeah, 46, Bam Adebayo. I agree with you. I'd rather have him as well. Uh, he's going to have a solid season, um, expectedly to start there and finally get all the minutes we're, we were expecting last year for those of us that uh, were kind of on the hype train. Um, and I think he will hit every category and finish in the top 50 easily. Yeah, Bam Hype Train, son of a you-know-what. I, I was really hoping he'd be another guy who... I, I was hoping that Hassan Whiteside would not be traded, and then people would be like, oh, but the minute split. Uh, and then I was still going to be like, yes, but go to Bam. Bam, it's Bam time. And then Hassan got traded, and then everybody was like, oh, Bam's going to play 37 minutes, draft him in the second round, and his ADP went crazy. So, um, yeah, this is this is early... It's wiped out maybe almost all of his value. I, I don't know that there's more than maybe a half round left there at this point. And that's frustrating because much like Derek Favors, I, there was a time where I thought he'd be getting drafted later than this. I'm really surprised, by the way, that Derek Favors has a lower ADP than Bam Adebayo, but whatever. Here we are. Uh, and still on the board, Neil, at an ADP of 47.1 is uh, last year's number 20 per game guy in nine cat, Clint Capella. Is this really all the Russell Westbrook effect? I mean, his job is beyond safe in Houston. Nene is not coming for those minutes. Yeah, I guess that's one. Maybe the other is there's so many centers going early. People are not taking centers, and he gets people want other positional needs, and he just falls down a bit. I don't get it either. I don't see why he doesn't go in the third round there's no reason i know he's i know he misses like 10 to 12 games every year but who cares he was number 20 yeah it's crazy uh i, I like the the jump from 50 to 20 that's a that's a big leap here basically is what we're looking at anyway whatever um <laughs> yeah. give, give me number 48 neil 48 zach levine another chicago bull um yeah i like zach's game um you know, defensive stats are not his forte, so you won't see many steals, unfortunately, um, or blocks. But he, for a guy who shoots a lot, he shoots it decently, and he, his, his free throw percentage is fine. He will score a lot of points. It seems to be – there's really – no one's one – no single person's team in Chicago, but if there was one, it would probably be Zach Levine, I think, at this point. So I would like to get him one round later, but I think it's okay at this point to take him. Yeah, uh, he's a guy that I think I would target here if I got to this point and realized that I'd been taking swings on guys who do other stats and I didn't want to give up on scoring. Um, You know, like if you went, if you had Jokic in the first round, who's probably going to score close to 20, where a lot of those other guys are going to be closer to 25 or 30. And maybe in the second round, you ended up with like an Andre Drummond or uh, or a Gobert or a Miles Turner if you're towards the end of that that first round or the second round rather, uh, or maybe in the third round. What if you had Mitchell Robinson, who's probably not going to score more than twelve or thirteen points? You might get to a point in your draft where you're like, "Oh bleep, 
I have a bunch of dudes that are averaging 15 a game. I got to get a guy scoring 25 a night. And that is why I think I would consider Zach Levine near 50 because the other stuff isn't a big deal. It's, you know, like you said, he's not going to do the defensive stats. But if you've been loading up on those cash stats early, you're going to have to round out the popcorn stuff at some point unless you're punting points. And this is a pretty good candidate to do it. He's a really safe, high-scoring, okay percentage guy that you can grab in this neck of the woods. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. at 49 matches his ADP of 49.0. Yeah, I'm lower on him. Everybody knows that I'm lower on him than everybody else. But if he's really starting to go close to 50 now instead of 40, I I would give him much stronger thought. That's a big round drop that we're seeing from him. His ADP is falling which surprises the hell out of me because everybody seems to like him among the analysts. And I would have thought that would push his number up, but it's actually going the other way. This was, this is one that's got me raising an eyebrow, Neil. Well, I still think it's a bit high um, until he proves it. So I would not take him this early, although he could surpass this um, considerably if he's healthy and plays as well as everyone expects him to. But um, I would, I'm would i going to pass on JJJ until at least another round, and I don't think I'm going to get him because of that. So uh, I don't. I haven't really been following his ADP, but like you said, he seems to be falling. Maybe it's because I don't I don't know why that would be. Maybe, maybe there's somebody who's coming out of Memphis. But anyway, can I move on to 50? Yeah, you can. I, I'll, I, <laughs> I promise you I will ask Adrian Benjamins on Friday during the – or whenever he and I talk this week, during our, our mock draft analysis – is JJJ going earlier or later for you? Because it seems he seems to be falling, uh, and it and it it boggles the mind. But yes, finish us off, Neil. Get oh, okay. <laughs> there's one. There's one. There's one problem with that question. Is, but because Adrian's taken him in the first round every mock draft, <laughs> yeah, so I don't he's got I need Adrian to do the look away <laughs> mock, where he just doesn't touch any of his guys to see where they go if he doesn't draft them. I never take the guys I'm going to draft in my mocks. I always draft. I mock even more safe than I actually draft. I get a little more aggressive in a real draft than I do in a mock because I just want to know where everybody's going. You know, that's the fun part for me in mock drafts. Where would guys go if I didn't take them there? I have nothing to gain by getting the guys I'm targeting in a mock draft. I have everything to gain by learning where I'm going to need to take them in a real draft in the future. Uh, Anyway, round us out. The big 5-0. The big 5-0, CJ McCollum, I think a very safe pick uh i think we're now in the fifth round so i i think he's very safe in the fifth round um i know he's not flashy at all but he is still gonna score a lot of points get three pointers uh field goal percentage is solid free throw percentage is great uh it's the defensive stats that obviously aren't, aren't there so he's a safe fifth round pick he is safe there are about six or seven guys i'd rather have um uh... That are still not that are still on the ADP board, if you want to call it that, here on Yahoo. Um, that we'd have to flip to the next page here to actually see uh, guys like Kyle Lowry, who I think still are going to have a solid year. I think I'd probably have Middleton over McCollum just because of the upside. Eric Bledsoe, for sure, I'd rather have over CJ. Um, JV might make that list as well. He'd probably be the last one, but um, yeah, I mean, I can't crush somebody for taking McCollum here. He's the guy you take if you. If you took some risks in the second or third round, you need to you need to safen it up in the fourth and fifth. Uh, he certainly fits that mold. I, I just, you know, he's isn't he basically just Zach Levine on a different team? Aren't their yeah. their fantasy games are the yeah. same? The very same. similar, very similar. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Zach Levine, 2.5 additional points. CJ McCollum, half a three-pointer. Uh, Zach Levine, 0.7 rebounds, one and a half assists. McCollum, uh, half the turnovers. That's the only real big difference between the two. <laughs> like Zach Levine has a tiny edge in almost all the little categories, and then McCollum has a big edge in turnovers. But they're very similar I think you're taking one guy or the other if you realized you needed points at this juncture of your draft. And that that puts a bow on it, Neil. Top 50 are in the books. Thanks, my man. Thank you. Um, I guess we're going to talk again before your first draft. I was going to wish you good luck, but I'll save that for another time. Uh, the great, the marvelous, the mystical. <laughs> I, need, I need you to do like a magic trick on the next show we do. Neil Rochelani at Ball with Neil, B-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-N-E-I-L on Twitter. Uh, you are, by the way, uh, very experienced in 8-cat. I forced you into this 9-cat bubble briefly on the podcast. But if you have questions about 8-cat stuff, hit Neil with them on Twitter as well. Give him a follow. Give him some questions. Uh, don't let him sit around being bored during the day. I know you just do nothing all day, right, Neil? You're not tired at all right now. No, I'm doing. I'm just watching, <laughs> just watching reruns on the telly. Yeah, just <laughs> on the telly. He's just camping out over there in the loo. Uh, so hit him up, bug him on Twitter. Ball with Neil again. B a double l w i t h n e i l. Neil, I'll talk to you in a week. All right, talk to you then, Dan. Thank you. That was the wonderful Neil Roach, Lonnie. We'll wrap things up here on this podcast by reminding everybody of a couple things going on at Hoopball right now. You can, of course, get the draft guide for $15.99 through Sunday. So that time is running out, just five days left before the price goes up. Monday of next week, the B-150 comes out for early bird subscribers. That's something you can get separate from the draft guide. It will be in the draft guide on October the 7th. So if you got the draft guide, just wait. Don't spend another 25 bucks to get it early unless you absolutely positively cannot wait the extra two weeks. In which case, go ahead and do it. Uh, If you got the draft guide and you do still want the early B-150 and you're thinking about getting our premium package at HoopBall for the rest of the season, there is the Champions Pack available. You can do that. That's all the things rolled together and then a bunch of discounts lumped into that one. So that would be the better way to do it. If you already got one thing and you hope to upgrade, send a note to support at hoop-ball.com. We can figure out a way to do that so you get the the, uh, combo, the bundle is now what all the uh, cable internet providers are talking about these days. You can get the bundle pack, uh, and that is, again, at the better rate. Hoopball leagues continue to fill up. Shoot me a note, at Dan Vespers, if you want to join a league with other Hoopball listeners, readers, and Hoopball pros. Again, at D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. B-E-S-B-R-I-S is how you spell the last name. And finally, friends and confidants, if you love what you're hearing here, I know many of you listening to this podcast for the first time this month, Rate and review on iTunes or doing the podcast app method on your mobile device. Click the podcast app. Use the search function to search for Fantasy NBA Today. Click on the show title, scroll to the bottom, and then rate and review the podcast. Coming up tomorrow on Fantasy NBA Today, we'll talk to Brandon Marcus on ADP's 51 through 75 on Yahoo Rankings. I don't know what those actual ADPs are. As you heard today, I could not do a very good job of keeping track, but we'll get there. I This, I promise. Thanks again to mybookie.ag and Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Have a wonderful Tuesday, everybody. We'll get back at you tomorrow.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.